Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, it's another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, based right in Pinconning. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, it's good to be talking with you. How is life treating you, my friend? You know what? We're getting longer days, Walter. We're getting warmer days, and the streams are starting to open up. Nice. And um, I'm enjoying the sunshine. We're starting to see sunshine a little bit more often than, you know, 30 days without it seemed like last month. So life is good. Life is good. I'm getting ready for another Arkansas trip here pretty quick. So, you know, fishing on the White River, I'm happy. That is fantastic. Lots of good things to look forward to. Well, while traveling, and I know you've done a little traveling lately as well, it's hard to eat healthy. You find that to be the case? You just kind of throw some of your usual healthy habits to the to the side and just indulge a little bit more? Always, because it's it's hard to find. You know, if you're traveling, you don't know where you're at. It's hard to find the restaurant that you like, number one, and number two, the foods that you like. So... You know, mm-hmm. lately I've been going to these quick stops and getting her chicken or whatever there mm-hmm. because it's easy and on the way. But yeah, yeah. And you're you're looking for comfort because you're moving around and and you just yep. you know you just want something that's easy, quick, and makes you feel good. And unfortunately, we aren't reading labels probably at those times and thinking about healthy eating, and it gets us into trouble. Well, that's what we want to try and make sure we are um, avoiding in our retirement planning is sort of that lazy I'm traveling diet. Uh, we want to try and stay on top of things at least a little bit. We don't want to be obsessive about reading the labels, but there is a lot to be learned and taught from trying to understand what we're really eating, putting in our bodies, and it's the same thing when it comes to our financial lives. So let's take a look at some of these parallels, Kevin. The first one that comes to mind for me are the empty calories. Ugh, just nothing worse than those empty calories. And I want to explore where we find them in our food and where they appear in the financial world. Do you have any soft spots for you where you kind of consume those empty calories? I love kettle chips. Salt and kettle pepper. chips, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I love um, those. I, I want to think of Mars Bar once in a while. You know, all of, all of that uh, type of stuff that's not good for you. But once in a while, you just got to partake in it. And, and uh, that, that's my go-to. What, what's yours? Yeah, th- these are the things that they, they taste good and they have yeah. lots of calories. And so they, I guess they give us, quote-unquote, energy from the calories. But otherwise, they bring us no nutritional value. I would say I love diet sodas. So those are hard to kick for me. And uh, any any frozen dessert, basically ice cream or any sort of pie or cake, just any dessert, mm. really, any chocolate uh, item, um, those those go in pretty easily and don't really give us any nutrients that we need other than maybe just some pure short-term energy. So what's the equivalent of this, perhaps, in the financial world? Well, Walter, what my plan, what do we call that every week? The plan the, that we do the income plan? The simplicity plan. Simplicity plan, right? Yeah. Why do you think we call it simplicity? You want it to be easy to understand, easy to follow. Yep, easy to understand. But so some people will come in with their financial plan. And what, how many pages do you think are involved in that? Well, I know with yours, it's it's kind of a nice, short, and sweet plan. But I've heard stories of people that have a plan that might be 100 pages long. Or even if that's an yep. exaggeration, it's you're turning a lot of pages. No, there's 75, 100. I've seen oh, them, wow. yeah. you know, three-ring binder uh, full of pages and graphs and pies and 
you know, ups and down arrows and all this other stuff. It might make you feel good to have like, yeah, this is my financial plan. Like if it's got the word plan in it, I kind of want some detail, right? Right. But a little overkill there, I think. So when we look at our simplicity plan, it is two or three pages long, depending on what you're trying to do. That's it. And the thing about, you know, the empty calories is if you have that big plan and you're not looking at it, you're not implementing it, you're not following it, you're not adjusting it, you know, every week or every every other six months or whatever time frame that you're looking at, then what good is it? It's not it's not doing you any good. A good financial plan is something you can look back at and see if you're on track, understand it more importantly, understand how, how you're going to take your assets that's taken you a lifetime to accumulate and fill those shortfalls we talk about every week. So there's so many empty calories in those financial plans, those great big financial plans. And Walter, do you think if I took, and I'm not picking on any particular brokerage company, let's just say brokerage A, if we took the last 10 clients that did a financial plan, what's different on those plans for each? But everybody, do you know? Well, everybody's got a little uh, little customized solution based on their goals, right? Well, for us, yes. But for the for the big brokerage companies, the only thing different typically I see is their names. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's pretty much all the same, right? Ah, so whether it's a whether it's big name number, you know, big name A or big name B, the actual then guts of those hundred pages boil down to about the same thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fill in the blank, you know, type thing that you know is generic. That's really not customized to yourself. So I tell people, you know, if you don't understand the plan and you don't, you're not getting anything out of it and it's just a bunch of fluff to you, then let's, let's look at something else because it's full of, what do you want to call it, empty news, empty, yeah. empty sense, all it's those types of things. It's got that empty calories. Like, it's just like yeah. those chips and desserts, right? Yeah, because it makes no sense. Yeah, it sounds good and it feels good, but is, it, do you, is it actually helping you? It's yeah. filler. Yeah, feels good yeah. to eat that stuff, but it's not really helping us in the grand scheme of things. Very temporary uh, kind of false feeling good. And that's what those extra pages are doing for us as well. Good yes. parallel there, Kevin. Thanks for pointing that out for us. If you've got questions for Kevin, you want to talk to him about your financial life, about the plan for the future. We're talking retirement and the like as you approach it, as you go through it. You want somebody on your side who can build a plan that's going to last as long as you do and even think about the next generation as well and how to best set you up for that. Well, that's the kind of planning that Kevin does in the office each and every day. He puts together custom financial plans and guidance for folks like you listening to today's show. Many people have called in over the years to this program. I don't know, year six or seven at this point, Kevin? It feels like we've been going for for a long time at this point. We've been doing it a long time, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have called in and had that complimentary financial review and come in and had a conversation about their financial plan. Not everybody becomes a client, but if you're a good fit and it makes sense and you're in the right stage of life, could be a great move for you to better prepare for your financial future, potentially save a lot of money um, through the proper planning and uh, get a lot more confidence in your financial future as well. The number to call to reach Kevin is 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick note. Kevin and the sensational Stacy there in the office will call and set up a time for that initial chat, whether it's over the phone or in person in that office in Pinconning. 888-885-PLAN is the number, 888-885-7526. Also online at insightfolios.com. All right, Kevin, added sugar. This is something I learned a lot mm. about as our next comparison here. Um, when I was losing all that weight a couple of years ago, I eliminated all added sugars, basically. And uh, what makes it so bad? What's the financial parallel here is what we're going to explore. It's interesting. One of the things that blew me away was like juice. Most people don't feel guilty about drinking juice, especially orange juice, right? Like, oh, this is good right. for you. Right. 
especially when it's marketed as maybe real juice on the label. Perhaps it's coming with that pulp in there, and you're like, man, it's like eating the orange straight up. This is this is wonderful. But if you look at the ingredients of most of the juices that you drink, even orange juice, you're going to find it is loaded. I mean, absolutely loaded with sugar. We're talking about more than more sugar than you'd get in a donut in an, a serving of orange <laughs> juice in a lot of cases. And uh, you'll find sugar even in things that don't seem to need sugar at all, like canned tomato soup as one example. Like, why do we even need sugar in canned tomato soup? Just terrible how added sugar can make its way into our lives. What is the financial comparison here? What's that nagging thing that's just like worked its way into everything? Well, there's a, there's a couple of things, but you're right. Um, you know, I love orange juice, and every time I look at that label, it's like you know, it's thirty grams of sugar or something like that. And, and yeah, and it's it's all natural. It's all natural. They say even but, when it's not the added sugar, it's still got right. a lot in it. Yeah, yeah, it's still a lot in it. But that's that's kind of so in the financial world. You know, there's a couple of things that come to mind. Well, hidden fees, right? So when I'm talking about hidden fees, Walter, we've talked about this before. If you look at your 401k statement, typically on there, it's going to show you the expense ratio, right? Do you see it on your 401ks? Yeah, when I've peeked at it before, I remember seeing something like that. So they'll show you the expense ratio. And boy, it sounds really good because it's 0.55, let's say. I'm thinking of one mutual fund that does this. But do you think that's really all the fees that are involved in it? This is where we get into those hidden fees. Hidden right? fees, right? Not everything yeah. you see is what appears. No. Or something like that. So Forbes did a um, did an article a few years back, and I think it was called the true cost of mutual funds or the hidden cost or something like that. And the average cost of mutual funds are between two and four percent. But when you're looking at your four hundred one k, you know, statement, it says 0.55. So what are those additional fees? Well, they're they're not being upfront. They're not telling you all the fees. They're, they're in, you're incurring in when you're looking at that. So you got to be very cognizant of that because those fees, if it's another 2 or 3% a year, 1% or 2% a year, whatever it is, they add up over time. So imagine you have a half a million dollar portfolio and you're paying 2% more in fees than what you think. What is that per year, Walter? Oh, I'm giving you a math question. We're, we're going to be at that 2500 right? 2% on, on 500,000? Oh, 500,000. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Whoa, we're, so we're way north of that. We're, we're up at the 10,000 mark. Right? $10,000, right? So you do that for 10 years. And sorry, you, think you, you usually ask me $100,000 numbers, so that's what I was computing on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tricking you. You were, you were. So, but those, you can see how those add up. And yeah. that, and let's, let's look at, too, you know, some people are saying, well, I'm diversified. I've got diversification. You know, is it, is it more added sugar? I think it is because... We'll see people come in my office and I'll have 10 or 12 different mutual funds. But when you really break those mutual funds down, they're all growth-oriented mutual funds. So in other words, they all own a lot of the same companies over and over and over. So they all own, they, you know, if you have 10 different mutual funds, all 10 mu- different mutual funds own General Motors, Visa, Citibank, whatever it happens to be. So you're thinking you have diversification, but it's really not there just because you have 10 funds. So you got to dig deeper into what's going on behind the scenes of your of your finances and look, am I, you know, my am, am I paying more fees than I need to be? Am I diversified as I as I think I need to be? How's the, you know, all of this stuff working in, you know, in coordination with me getting me to retirement, getting me through retirement? All those things that are the unknown factors are usually what's going to undo your your financial future. So make sure you get involved in your own planning. Make sure you know the fees coming through. And that's the beauty of working with a fiduciary, Walter. We, we, we're going to tell you our fees. You're going to see our fees. It's going to be right on the statement. So there's no guessing on what's going on there. And typically, 
you know, they're going to be reasonable fees where you can, you're probably going to save a few dollars on what, you went, what you've been doing. So don't get caught up in that, you know, just because it says 0.55%, I can almost guarantee it's more than 055 yeah, very interesting to look at your analysis of that. And you're seeing added sugar kind of pop up everywhere in people's financial plans, not only from um, kind of just the extra fluff and, and those kinds of things, but then even unnecessary diversification or, or diversification that's not really diversification. I think that's a, like, hey, this you've already got the sugar in this one mutual fund. You don't need seven other mutual funds. You're just, you're just getting added sugar at that point. You're just add, compounding the sugar, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not, not necessarily making anything any better. I've had plenty of no sugar things that taste just as good, if not better, than all the added sugar type stuff. So, yeah. um, it, it, to me, this is getting beyond the uh, financial scope here. But just a, a little extra note here: in addition to the benefits of losing weight and being healthier overall, your palate also, to me, becomes more defined when not everything has sugar in it. So now I can have a piece of cake that's just a little bit of sugar in it, and it tastes wonderful. And if it's something that's just absolutely loaded with sugar, it's like, oh, way too sweet now. And well, it's th- what you become accustomed to, right? You, you become accustomed to it. If sugar's in yeah. everything, they need more and more and more of it. So yeah. it's nice. It can kind of you can learn to appreciate other flavors and other tastes. And I'm sure we could extrapolate that into a financial plan. But let's uh, let's not go down that road because I have another one to take you down. One last comparison here. Let's talk about trans fats. Trans fats. Mm. Why do we eat so much of them in both food? And finances is the question to ponder here, Kevin. Usually, when we're consuming trans fats, you're aware that you aren't eating healthy. Kind of, we kind of know it at that point because we're talking about cakes and pies and cookies and donuts. All of those things fall into that category. You know they're not good for you uh, versus where we might have been tricked with the added sugar to the orange juice in the previous example. These things we know they aren't good for us, but they just taste so dang good that we can't help ourselves but eat them. What's the equivalent in our retirement plans, perhaps? Well, that's that's funny because, you know, you ever sit down with like a bag of chips or a bag of something, Walter, and he's like, I'm only going to eat like 15, 20 of them. And then before you know it, you're yeah. reaching in the bottom of the bag. Well, well, it was Pringles, right? Once you pop, right. you just can't stop or something. Yeah, like that's that. true. Yeah. So in your retirement plan, you know, it's I think most people are going to identify with this. It's when the market is going really, really good. What does everybody do, Walter? Oh, everybody's everybody's a winner when that. Everybody's when a winner, right? right? And then you're mm-hmm. feeling you can't lose. You know, you're on a win streak. Throw more st- in, yeah. Throw more in, and then you. Feel, this is easy. Take I'm more gonna, risk. I got this figured out. So let's take on more. Exactly, let's take on more risk. But as you're getting closer to retirement, we know that's not the correct thing to do. We we got to look at risk. We got to look at not how you're going to produce income and all those types of things. So the, I think the market kind of you know subtly tricks you into believing you got it figured out maybe things are going good for a year or two and then you think oh geez you know it's going to continue that way then all of a sudden the the rug gets pulled out from underneath you we've seen it time in and time out so the market goes up walter is that normal or abnormal uh it's normal normal right market goes down is that normal or abnormal normal Normal, right but people are conditioned to think the market going down there's something wrong i lost eight you know i'll give you an example we had somebody walk in our office here and eh, maybe a month ago and i was looking at their current portfolio they're not a client of mine but they lost like five or six thousand dollars in the last um, i don't know couple last couple of quarters and they thought it was the end of the world but then i'm looking at their returns since they've been there they've averaged almost nine percent since they've been there so they got lulled into this trans fat world of you know i lost eight thousand dollars but over the time frame, they've averaged close to 9%. So 
So in thinking that, you know, you got to be careful going in, into um, the retirement world. Just because the market's on a roll doesn't mean it's going to be on a roll. It's normal to go up and it's normal to go down. I think people tend to forget about that. You got to take the ups with the down, downs. And when we're looking at, you know, getting ready to retire, it's time to pare back some risk. It's time to get some, some sort of investments that are going to generate the income for you. And maybe, you know, you're going to have some growth there also, but you're not going to be loaded up like, say, when you were 20 years old. So the trans fats in that is, you know, keep doing what you've been doing and you're going to expect different results. That's not going to happen. You need to change. Your paycheck uh, stops. So that means you have to stop what you're currently doing in most cases and you have to re, you know, readjust what's going on in your portfolio because now we need to take the place of that paycheck that stopped and now we need to replace that paycheck with income from your investments. And the trick here is get investments that are going to generate income so when the market does go down, which is normal, it's not going to affect you. We can still generate that income through those bad environments, get you to and through retirement. All great points, Kevin. Uh, thanks for playing along with us here on these financial food comparisons, trying to get that unhealthy stuff out of our bodies and our diets and also out of our financial lives. If you've got questions about anything that we covered over the last couple of minutes here, finding that added sugar in your portfolio, getting rid of the trans fats, some strategies and tips for how to get that out of your portfolio, or making sure you're not consuming all those empty calories, those uh, financial plans that maybe you have fallen victim to that might be all fluff and no substance, those are the kinds of things we want to fix when it comes to planning for retirement. And so if you've got questions about any of those things or want to go through the initial planning process with Kevin, you can have a complimentary initial meeting and consultation. All you have to do is go to insightfolios.com, get in touch through the website, or you can call 888-885-PLAN. It's that easy, 888-885-PLAN. Kevin is local, born and raised in Pinconning. That's where the office is today, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. If you've got questions, he can have a conversation with you first over the phone or Zoom, or come on in in person for your first conversation as well, whatever you're comfortable with. 888-885-PLAN is the number. There's no cost or obligation for your initial meeting with Kevin. It's just a conversation about your goals and to explore if you're a good fit to go through that planning uh, regimen. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Don't go away. If you need more content, we've got it on the docket. Yeah, life insurance, not the most exciting of teasers for what's coming up next on the show. But like I said at the beginning, I guarantee you'll learn something new in this next segment that you didn't know when you started listening today. So come back and we'll fill you in on all the things you need to know about uses for life insurance, especially for those approaching for retirement. Might be some surprising information here for you on the way. So come back and join us. Kevin Ray, Walter Storholt here with you on Simply Financial. Physics encompasses the entire universe, from quantum particles to supernovas, from spinning electrons to spinning galaxies. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Thanks for being with us today on Simply Financial, trying to make the retirement planning world a little bit easier to understand. We're going to do it next, specifically by talking about life insurance and some uses for life insurance that perhaps you haven't thought about before. Maybe it's something you can take advantage of here as you approach your retirement years. If you've got any questions for Kevin, you can always find us online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. You can tap into three decades of planning experience that Kevin brings to the table each show. You can also call for a customized financial plan or at least an initial conversation with Kevin 
at 888-885-PLAN. You don't have to wait till after the show if you want to call in now and leave a voicemail. 888-885-PLAN, again, is that number. All right, most people, Kevin, would say that life insurance is really one of the more boring topics you could discuss when it comes to finances. But there are many other reasons that life insurance might be pretty useful and a part of your retirement plan that should be explored. And we're going to do that on today's show because a lot of people have this initial assumption that you just have life insurance while you have a family and you've got the kids, and then when they're off and gone, you just don't need it anymore, and you just kind of push it to the side. We've actually got a couple of great examples of where you might still want to utilize life insurance as part of your financial plan. I think it's important here, Kevin, we're not saying go use life insurance for all of these methods. It's just to get the brain turning and thinking about where it might fit in, right? Sure. Okay. Very good. All right. So the first one, we got seven uses that we're going to cover here over the next couple of minutes. The first one is the obvious one, Kevin, income replacement. I guess that's going to help lay the foundation for the basics of life insurance for us, right? Well, it does. You know, I'm, I'm 63 years old, Walter. I'm getting to be an old feller. And I have still a lot of life insurance. Why do you think the reason of that that I have so much life insurance? Well, you still are working, and yep. if you passed away, Lynette still needs income coming in exactly. to help support her through the next couple of years before you know you would be hitting your retirement date and turning on other income streams and whatnot. Yep. So I keep telling her that she's going to, you know, if I, if, if I leave this earth early, you're going to get your pool boy named Juan, <laughs> even though, even though we don't have a pool <laughs> right? and that life insurance is when, when I walk on on life, that life insurance is going to walk in and yes, it's going to be, it'd be hard because I'm not here, but the income, you know, I want to put stress on her. I don't want to have her go down that road where, you know, you're worrying about where this, this next payment's coming from. And that's a good reason to take out life insurance is to make sure that your spouse is going to be okay if you've gone prematurely or if you're gone, you know, at any time during the planning process. And another thing is we'll have people who come into the office, they have a choice. They can take a pension for life only. So this is going to be for a lot of people that are listening out there. You worked at a company for a number of years and they're going to give you a choice. Now you can take a pension and it's life only. So what does that mean? Life only means you only get paid for as long as you're alive. So let's say that you, you choose that, that option. And Walter, the only reason people are taking life-only options is because it's a higher dollar amount per month for income. But if they take it for one month, they walk out onto the street and they get hit by a car, that pension stops because it's only paid for as long as you're alive. Now, there's other options in there, but if you take that option, then this life insurance would walk, when you walk out on life, the life insurance is going to walk in on life and again, make sure your spouse is taken care of. It's going to take the place of that the, that pension that you're going to be losing in that particular case. So just don't think life insurance, there's lots of facets that we can talk about, which I'm sure you're going to get into. But that life insurance will walk in on life. And when the exact time that you need it, all you got to do is plan for it. Great points on that one. So yeah, that's the traditional use, that income replacement. But here's another way that you could use life insurance, especially as you start thinking about uses for it during your retirement years. What about estate liquidity? Where are some advantages here? Well, let's say that you saved all your life and you have a big IRA. Okay. And you're going I'll to leave it. that. To, yeah, to, let's say that you're my son, right? Let's, let's use this because you're just a, you're just a young kid. Yeah. Ooh, WW, Walter yeah. Ray. All right. I like Walter it. Ray. Hey, that, that's on this guy. Not bad. Well, well, how about your middle name, Ray, too? We'll call you Walter Ray. Ray Ray? Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Walter Ray Ray. I bet a Walter Ray Ray exists out there somewhere. Yeah, I bet you too. <laughs> um, but let's just say I have this big IRA. Let's say it's a million dollar IRA. And I leave that to you 
what's the first thing you got to do? I'm thinking taxes or something like taxes, that. Taxes, right? You got to deplete that thing within one year or right. 10 years, excuse me. So if it's a million dollars, you got to take out $100,000 a year. So add it onto your additional income. What's that going to do? It's going to create an income tax, right? Yep. But what if you did this? What if you bought a life insurance policy to pay for those taxes? Okay. You know, because like life you insurance. You would be doing that. You would be buying Yeah, what if I insurance. did that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Life insurance is tax free, number one. So those proceeds could be used to help cover the tax expenses. Or let's say I'm charitable minded. I want to give that million dollars to the church. And then I want to leave you a million dollars through that life insurance policy. So the church gets my million dollar IRA. Is there any taxes on that if it's a gift? Uh, no, it shouldn't be, right? No? Yeah. So and I leave you a million dollar life insurance policy. Is there any taxes on that because it's life insurance? Nope. No. So I just doubled wow. my doubled my um for estate planning right I just doubled my million to two million kind and of, i did it all with power, no taxes. so to speak yeah so life insurance can help cover all of those liquidity right maybe you have a big real estate maybe you have you know stocks that you've had for years that there's a lot of a lot of t- um, taxable um, situation going on with that all kinds of things maybe your second marriage all kinds of things that life insurance will come in and pay for those things that you didn't think about and you know that, that you can leverage dollars in it you can take one dollar maybe turn it into three dollars tax-free just makes sense in a lot of cases fantastic that's another example where life insurance is utilized estate liquidity all right here's another example of life insurance being utilized for retirees is locking in a low premium so why uh, what, what's the advantage here for life insurance or what's kind of the thought behind this strategy well the younger you are the cheaper the Life insurance right. because they're basing yeah. it on your mortality. So if you if and by the way, Walter, can anybody get life insurance? Uh, I suppose for the right dollar amount, right? Or no, or no. Yeah. I guess if you have certain qualifications, they're not going to insure you, right? Yeah, if you're a pilot, you're a new pilot, you're probably not going to get it. If you skin dive, scuba dive, you're in oh. your new way. You're probably you're a race car driver. You're probably not going to get it. I didn't if realize that even pilots struggled to get life insurance. You, you have to have X amount of hours in order for the okay. the premium not to you know be rated as they call it, um, and you have to be healthy. If you have you know if if God forbid you had a stroke and your life expected six months, there's not an insurance company out there in the world's going to pick right. you up because it will be bankrupt, right? Yep. So locking your premium in the younger you are, the cheaper it's going to be. So if you if you know going in you're going to need insurance for the next 20 years, 30 years, you can buy term insurance and lock that premium at today's price and then cover future costs without the, without the rise you know, in premiums going up. Or you could buy whatever type of policy you're looking at. So locking in that low premium now, if you wait 10 years, it's just going to go up knowing that you need insurance and you're taking a chance. Nothing's going to happen to you between here and the 10 years. So if you get something in, in place ahead of time, you know the premiums are going to be more affordable than they're going to be as you get older. So Walter, how old are you? Uh, 36. 36. So I'm 63. Who's going to be more, So if you bought $100,000 of insurance, who's going to be more expensive? You're, you're going to be you? the more expensive one. Just, because my life expectancy is shorter, age, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then my health's got to be good and your health's got to be good and all those other types of things. So locking in a low premium, you're going to need insurance probably sometime in your life. Now, if you lock it in for all those years, you don't need it. Say you only need it for the next 15. Well, then stop paying the premiums or take the cash value, whatever it is, and use it that way. So there's lots of things you can do when you're locking in a low premium and looking down the road. The key here is looking down the road. 
right? So we know, you know, we just got married and we know we're going to have kids. We know we're going to have college bills, all those types of things. You can plan for that right now. And maybe if you're in your 20s or your 30s and you have those plans of buying a big house and having kids and paying for college, well, let's plan for that now. Let's get that life insurance place now because number one, you have to be healthy. And number two, it's going to be a lot cheaper than going down the road 10 years and waiting to get that in place. Great points all around. If you've got questions for Kevin about uses for life insurance inside of your portfolio and in your financial and retirement plan, don't hesitate to get in touch. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or you can go online to insightfolios.com. Another use of life insurance, especially for retirees, could be looking at the transferring of family wealth. This is a little bit different than the estate liquidity conversation, but maybe a little overlap here. A little overlap, yeah. So if you're looking to for a legacy, let's say you know you're you're worried about your 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 kids and your grandkids, and you want to leave them as much as you can. To me, there's no better way than life insurance because you can take one dollar and turn it into two or three dollars tax free, depending on what's going out there in your health and whatnot. And then you could leave that family tax free dollars when you are gone, when you walk out, it walks in. So no matter what's going on, there's no better tax efficient way to do it, in my opinion, than to take one taxable dollar and turn it into two or three tax-free dollars going down the road. So no matter what happens with the state laws, no matter what happens in the ongoing IRA, you know, maybe they, you have to, if you inherit an IRA, maybe 10 years from now, now you got to liquidate over five years, whatever the scenarios are, you have that in place. And we do a lot of planning like that here in our office. We'll say, what's your goals? What are you trying to do with all the wealth that you created? And if it happens to be, well, I've done the things that I want to do, now I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, and now my concern is my legacy. I want to leave it for my children and my grandchildren. Life insurance is a great way to transfer family wealth. And like I say, take that one taxable you know, dollar and turn into two or three tax-free dollars. It's a great thing to look at. And we will use that use that quite often in our in our planning process when we're talking about legacy for our particular clients who come in the office. Great points across the board there on the transferring of family wealth. What about business succession? Switching gears a little bit, but another potential use of life insurance here? Oh, sure. Say you're a co-owner of a business and you're 50-50. But if one of you pass away, you know, we have the spouse to worry about. Who's how, How's the spouse going to continue getting 50% of the of the, you know, of the property of the business, whatever you have set up there. Well, that's where business succession comes in. Well, you're going to buy a big life insurance policy that if something happens to one of the partners, that life insurance policy will go to pay off the spouse in this particular instance. And then the owner can keep on going. They'd be 100% owner, but then the spouse is taken care of too. It's sometimes used as key employee insurance too. So you have a key employee that something happens to, and you know, God forbid, then you need to hire somebody else to bring those in there, but you somebody else to bring into your company, but you don't have limited amount of time or limited amount of cash. It's a good way to get that set up and running too. So you can buy those things to ensure that your company is still going to continue well after your partner's gone or well after somebody important in your company, your key, key employee maybe passes away early, all those types of things. We use that in the planning process too. All right, we've got two more examples here. Another one is tax-free income. This is just that big umbrella that you were kind of talking about a little bit earlier, right? Right. So, you know, we all know a Roth IRA is tax-free when you leave it to your heirs. You know, there's still some stipulations. You still got to spend it down. 
But as I said before, tax-free income. You could have a zero-sum estate plan. If you have a bunch of taxable investments, you could give those to any church or charity that you want. And let's say you could buy a life insurance policy to equal the amount that you give away tax-free. There's, you know, if it's tax-free, it, it's all. It, it sounds good. It is good. So those IRA, or I mean, those IRAs that you have built up over the years, you could use tax-free income to pay the taxes on that. If you have, you know, um, a business partner, all the things we're talking about, everything that we talked about to this point is is tax-free because life insurance is still tax-free. So whatever benefit that is, is in there, it's going to pass on tax-free to whatever cause you're trying to do, and tax-free is going to be, be going to be good. Very good, Kevin. We've got one more example here. Help with long-term care coverage. This is a whole other category, right? Yep. Now, this has changed a little bit in the last five or ten years. So let let me give you an example. Long-term care insurance. You used to be able to buy it from, you know, Allianz, from Genwer, from John Hancock, from several different places. But they all went, stopped selling long-term care insurance, Walter. Why do you think that is? Hmm. They were going broke? Yeah, they were going broke, right? <laughs> Make sense anymore? <laughs> no, they you know they're very good at telling you how long the average thirty six year old is going to live, and they're they're right within you know maybe a decimal point out there. But they were terrible at pricing and who's uh, going to need long term care. How about that? And, and so they they stopped selling it. So along, along came this hybrid policy we're talking about, where you can take life insurance and you can accelerate that death benefit to provide for health care. That's at home care, nursing home, or assisted living. So we had a couple come in our office probably a year or so ago. They had an old life insurance policy that they, they've had for years since they've been about 18 years old. It had quite a bit of cash. In it. it had like $40,000 in the cash. In it. And they were going to cash it in. And I said, well, what are you, what are you going to do with the cash? And their, and their answer was, well, I don't want to put it aside in case I need it for assisted living or something like that. And I said, well, let's look at something different. What if we took the cash in that? What if we rolled it over into a new life insurance policy that gave you the benefit to pay for assisted living at home health care or a nursing home and when we did that we multiplied by thousands of dollars what they were trying to do to something that was really really worth looking at because it would cover all those things going into long-term care so if you have an old long if you have an old life insurance policy that's been sitting around and it's got cash value sitting in it it's worth taking a look at can I get new insurance? Can I get the hybrid so I can cover the long-term care coverage in case I ever need it? A lot of times the answer is yes. You still may have to pay a premium depending on what's going on, but it will reduce the premium because you're you're rolling over dollars into that. And it's a great way to take those old life insurance policies, in my opinion, that you've forgotten about, that's built up some cash value, turning them into something. Now you're getting closer to retirement. Now you're getting in retirement. And now most people are getting retired. Their concern is, what if I go to nursing home? What if I need assisted living? It's one way to plan for it. So in our office, we look at those all the time. If you're, if you're worried about that, that's one way that you can plan for that. And then the best part of that hybrid policy, Walters, if you don't use it for long-term care, somebody gets the death benefit. So in other words, if, you, if you're good through your whole life and you die in your sleep and you had this life insurance policy put in place and it was put in place primarily if I need it, I'm going to use it for long-term care. And if I don't need it, it goes to my children tax-free or my heirs tax-free. So it's just a good thing to look at. I'm not saying it works for everybody, but I'm saying it's a good thing to look at into your estate planning just to see if you can cover that future you know, expense that if it comes that way. Because we all know the average nursing home, the average long-term care facility is about $5,000 a month, sixty grand a year here. 
Um, I, before my dad passed, we looked into that because we thought we we're going to have to have them there for two or three months. And we did have the coverage put in place. So that is one way to cover that possible expense going down the road. And it's a really good thing to look into. Excellent. I'm glad that that is something that people can maybe learn a little bit more about. And uh, again, none of these are recommendations here on the air for your situation, but uh, many of you might be a great fit for some of these types of strategies for life insurance. At least don't write life insurance off as an option for you in retirement. Could be a needle mover in terms of your planning for your retirement future. So if you've got questions about this, want to learn a little bit more, give Kevin a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Get on Kevin's calendar, come in, have an initial conversation about your goals and how to achieve them when it comes to your finances and retirement. 888-885-PLAN. It's 888-885-PLAN or online at insightfolios.com. Still more to come on today's show. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Here is your question of the week, Kevin. Who is your favorite comedian? Well, there's two people that come to mind. Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, yeah. I, I and, figured you might pick him. And then Jeff Dunham. Okay. I haven't seen much Jeff Dunham stuff for whatever yep. reason, but I, I definitely know Foxworthy. Foxworthy, you know, I've seen him two or three times. He's hysterical. And Dunham, you know, he has the, you know, the puppets Walter and... That's right. And, uh, I know, should, I should those, watch it with the puppet being Walter, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should, right? Because Walter's a grumpy old man. Yeah, that happens to look like Joe Biden. So that's, <laughs> that's funny. Right? I, but, I've never just been a puppet comedian fan. I guess maybe that's why I just never. Well, he's got three or four. You know, the, yeah. it, it's it's plain funny. But the reason I like him is because it's normally pretty clean cut, right? So, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I can have my neighbor kid and I listen to it. So, I'm not, and I like that kind of humor. And it's just funny humor that you know I've kind of grown up with. If you grew up on the Ray side of the family. They teased you beyond belief. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of on that same footpath as Jeff and the both Jeffs, I should say. And yep. uh, I, I like that kind of humor. So. Well, it sounds like we both kind of like that. That clean humor uh, does it I for do. us for the yeah. most part. So I, I, I've, I will listen to a few non of the clean humors uh, occasionally, but always just appreciate and like the clean ones a little bit more. It's like if you can be funny without all the other stuff, it just to me shows even more talent. So. Yeah, that shows that shows a lot more talent to me. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I agree with you. Well, there you go. Favorite comedians. Who's yours? Let us know. Um, we're coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. It's about time to wrap things up on today's show, Kevin. But before we do, I want to slide in one listener question here. Perhaps we can provide a quick answer for Warren. Warren says, I think I'm probably in good shape financially. I just haven't wanted to retire because I'm not sure what to do with myself. <laughs> Is this a common problem? Well, you know, Warren, that's that's an interesting question in your answer. Because when people come to my office, you know, they want to retire um, and the one question I always ask them, what's your purpose? What is your purpose going to be in retirement? Because if you don't have purpose, if you don't have something to do, most people I'm finding are going to go crazy. They're not going to like retirement because they, they need to stay active. They need to stay involved, whatever it is. So I'm, I'm glad you're, you know, you're good off financially, but you do have to figure out what is your, your purpose going to be. And it is a common problem. So figure out what you're going to do in retirement. It's going to make you happy. It's going to keep you busy. It's going to fill the time. 
And then once you figure that out, I think you'll be much happier going into retirement. And that's pretty much what I tell everybody. We got to figure out your purpose also. Sometimes the financial conversations are about the finances, and sometimes they're about the non-finance talk, like what am I going to do with my time? How are my spouse and I going to get on the same page with our goals and our needs and our wants in retirement? Sometimes it's, it's about that lighter side of planning that can be the harder part for folks. Kevin can help you out in either way, whether it's that light side or getting into the numbers and the nitty and gritty of the plan. Both sides are covered in the planning process that he walks clients through each and every day in the office. And so if you'd like to set up time to meet for a complimentary review where you can come in, have that financial conversation, set out those goals and see if you're a good fit to work with one another, uh, don't hesitate to, to do that and to reach out. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And you can always go online to insightfolios.com. Kevin, great show today. Appreciate all your help and guidance, my friend. And we will look forward to chatting with you again soon. We'll talk to you next week. All right, very good. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Strohl. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.